0: Welcome to the first PRAC-ready podcast, Clinical Education in One Coffee. My name's Matt Cooper. I'm an osteopath and the clinical director at Melbourne Osteopathic Clinic, Docklands. And I'm also a clinical educator at Victoria University. Uh, my osteopathic career has been spanning for a bit over eight years now. Uh, I've worked in a variety of private clinics as well as professional sporting clubs. I spend a little bit of time at the the Western Bulldogs and treat a a range of patients, from uh, young children right up through to the elderly, uh, from office workers to weekend warriors, and I I genuinely love what I do. I'm a father of two uh, and been married to uh, my wife for about six years. Uh, she's a GP so we're a very health related family and uh, very clinical or- orientated in our discussions. Uh, I'm joined today by Craig Taylor and Craig's going to be uh, the co-host of our podcast here. Good to see you Craig.
1: Thanks Matt, thanks for having me.
0: Tell us a little about yourself.
1: Uh, well Matt and I uh, were both Uh, at Victoria University, uh, what seems like eons ago, and uh, we both now currently work there as clinical educators with the fourth and fifth years. I uh, am the uh, Director of uh, Tailored Osteopathy in the Inner West. Um, I also do some private, um, continual professional development work with some physio practices. Uh, and have had a long experience teaching anatomy um, to the med- some medical schools. So we both come at this with a, a background with, uh, and an experience with people transitioning from their formal education through to their clinical lives. Uh, not that that means that they've ended their education journey, but uh, you really are going into practice, um, or we're, we're used to dealing with people going into their, pr- their first couple of years of practice. And there are, I guess, a multitude of um, different scenarios that can present themselves. And, and what we want to do and provide you with this um, podcast series is to give you a few options to how to deal with those experiences so that you don't. Um, Make the same mistakes that we did, or you don't make them as many times as we did. <laughs> um, just a little bit more about myself before um, we we continue. I um, I'm about to get married, as uh, as Matt said that he is. So we um, we enjoy living in the west. I'm into my surfing and my cycling. Uh, I also treat a wide range of patients, but I would say that over the years, my patient base has become much more active living focused. Um, I find that a lot of my patients are word of mouth referrals around uh, activity based problems and that can be activity for their daily life through to elite sports people but it just depends on uh, the patient having an active focus and I really enjoy working with patients who have some kind of End goal um, doesn't mean I don't see the other types, but that's probably the majority of my patient base. So, so Craig,
0: obviously we work worked together at Victoria University, and I think the reason why we wanted to do this it was pretty clear to us, uh, stemming from this year in in terms of there were there were certain gaps in in the students' knowledge, and not necessarily around. Uh, private practice, but more around what private practice looks like for them. Um, and we would get a lot of questions for for student from students who were worried about, basic things on you know, how they would communicate with a patient or, or what their day would look like in private practice, whether they should move from a, to a, be an employee or, or a, a subcontractor sort of model, how do they deal with third party players, how do they do their tax, how do they do their super, all these questions keep popping up and, and we found that um, without having specific times to sit down the groups of, of students together, uh, that we needed to find a way that we could fill that and help fill that gap in in their knowledge around that. And we're both really enthusiastic in trying to, to help people reach their full potential, but also give them the tools that they need so there's no sort of scary, scary uh, hidden things in private practice which is going to affect their concentration and their outcomes with their patients.
1: Yeah, agreed, Matt. And it's the osteo students that we're talking about that we both deal with um, at, at Victoria university, but, uh, I see the exact same questions coming from the physio, um, graduates that I have, um, dealings with as well. So there's a really, I think across the board there, you're, you're transitioning into this brand new part of your life where all of a sudden, um, you know, you're being remunerated for this education process. Now you've got the, the money coming in for the work that you're doing. Um, and you've got this tra- change in expectation from that side. But then there's all these other things floating around that um, are extra stress um, on you that you don't, I think, really need. Um, you know, simple things like you said about you know, how do you do your tax? What's the best employment structure for me? What are my options in an employment structure? So, uh, by us having this um podcast we want you to give us some feedback and we also want you to to deliver us some questions around this is something that i'm struggling with what do you think what are your opinions and i think it's really worthwhile making that point that this podcast is is going to be based based in fact but there's also going to be some of um Matt and I's lived experience and how we view um, the allied health realm. And our guests that are coming in will be providing the same kind of um, clinical expertise. Um, And we're not saying our way is the right way. Uh, We're just trying to provide an option for people to think laterally about different things.
0: Yeah, and on that, look, we we don't proclaim to know everything. And, that, and that's certainly why we, we've planned to have a, an array of different guests uh, ranging from, you know, people who work in the finance sector to people who work in, in insurance and uh, private business owners. GPs, other practitioners, with who are going to draw from their whole experience to to people from professional associations, which uh, you know one day you may be may be part of, and so we see this as a really important tool that you can use to help you get a. Full full picture of what it, what it requires to be a practitioner. It would be lovely if it was just what you did with your hands and and how you communicated in in private practice. But realistically, you're going to be dealing with a whole heap of array of different issues and and different people and different expectations. And so, we wanted to give you a a process and a pathway that you can can help follow, um, give you some some guidance to really help get the most out of your first few years of, of practicing. Um, one thing that we see with pro practitioners moving in into it there's a, people who have a whole heap of questions who aren't sure about a whole heap of different things but then there's those more sheltered people who who think that, that they might just be able to work it out and they're the ones who you know we really really want to help in terms of giving you giving you some some clear clear structure and helping you you move forward into that. Now enough, enough on that at the moment, Craig. I think realistically, what I what I wanted to do today is, um, I want to ask you about about your first first day in practice, and uh, if you could, you could, you know, take us through that story of what, what it was like, where where you were, um, you know, were you nervous, these sorts of things. So where'd
1: you start out? My my first day in practice was in a practice in Geelong called ProCare. It still uh, exists to this day. It's a, a very nice practice. If you're in that area, definitely pop past and check it out. The I can I can remember one thing about my first day of practice, uh, or one patient, I should say. I remember being quite um, I wouldn't say nervous. I'm not a nervous kind of individual, but I was definitely anxious about. What was going to happen? Um, the specific scenario I had was I was actually going to be there just with the receptionist for that day. the The practice principals were were not quite back from their holiday, and that I think, um, wasn't it retrospectively wasn't ideal. But that wasn't actually the anxiety uh, causing um scenario. That the the anxiety was from what's going to walk through the door. Mm. What yeah. what am I going to get? And in to my you know, just because of probably the way that the universe works. The first patient I got, I vividly remember, acute low back pain, and I thought, you know, bingo, I know how to treat acute low back pain, this is gonna be easy. Um, I don't mean that that was, I didn't think that the whole day was gonna be easy, I just thought, good one, first patient, acute back pain, this should be, you know, some change, the patient will probably think I've done a good job, and, and that will go from there. And I remember, I think after taking the history, I remember thinking, okay, this is a simple facet sprain. Um, And again, through my clinical experience with the, at the university and my placements, I had treated this before. And I I remember still doing uh, very different treatment than what I would do today. But at the time, I think I did a bit of soft tissue work. I did a little bit of like joint articulation work. And then um, I did a manipulation technique and the patient got so much worse <laughs> <laughs> that I, uh, I, I, it was it was not a good uh, post-treatment outcome. Um, and I remember actually at the time thinking, oh, this patient can barely leave my room. And he, he walked in pretty sore, but he definitely walked out sore. And I thought to myself, oh, what have I done? I know this could be, this guy going to make a complaint about me, like... I'd never experienced, really, a patient getting worse after treatment, which which will happen and does happen. Um, but at the time, it was qu- quite a foreign experience. I remember thinking, okay, well, at least my day can't get any worse than that, hopefully. Uh, and um, I started to put into practice, what, what should I do about this patient? Because uh, I had a few more and then I had a bit of a break. So I thought, well, what I'll do is I'll call that patient, um, later in the day and I'll just see how he's feeling. Um, that didn't help because he felt worse even when I caught him. Um, and I said, okay, well, let's get you back in, in a couple of days. Uh, obviously what we've done today is irritated you. Um, and uh, that was my I also didn't want to fail like I didn't want to let the business owners down. So I was thinking okay, well how do I mitigate this, this this circumstance? I can't remember a single other patient from that day, but I remember that patient very vividly. And um I guess to to finish off the experience that patient actually became one of my um one of my longest um serving patients if you like. I don't mean that I saw him a lot. Actually the injury settled down relatively quickly after that, and within a few more weeks, um, because it was a simple facet spray. Um, but those initial two or three weeks were, were quite a, a significant, um, bonding time for first, for both of us. And, um, but that patient gained, or I gained that patient's trust, um, with honesty around, I, you know, I was honest that what we'd done had Made him worse in that moment Uh, I didn't think that I'd hurt him but I definitely had irritated him and um, yeah the entire time I worked at that practice that patient intermittently would seek our help for different um, different things and um, we we had a really good relationship going forward but I think that was partly due to definitely not due to what we did in the first treatment I think it was to do with the follow-up and the communication with that patient afterwards um, and it was a really humbling experience. I, I think that um, probably leaving university, I was a, a little bit, um, I don't think brash is the right word, but I was definitely confident in what I was doing. And that was a very quick reality check that mm. practice doesn't always go to plan. And um, I think that almost immediately it made me a better practitioner because um you learn from your mistakes much more than you do from your successes and um that was definitely a uh, a time where i i had a pretty big i don't, I don't want to say mistake but a, a pretty big uh reaction to treatment that i was not expecting mm, yeah. what about yourself matt what well, can you remember your first, uh, first oh time? look I, I i
0: certainly remember a lot about that first day um I was working at a clinic out in in Brunswick in Victoria, and uh, I remember I I sort of you know I woke up early. I was a bit on edge, and I um, I called the the practice, one of the practice owners, and said, you know, oh, what time's my first my first patient booked in? And he, he said, oh, well, you haven't got anyone anyone booked in yet, and so that was a bit of an eye opener straight off the bat. Um, and then, but then from that point, he probably called me another half hour later and said, "Oh, look, you know, someone's booked in at ten thirty. You, you on your way in?" And I was on my way in, so so it wasn't an issue. And um, I got there, and I, I, I probably similar to you, Craig. I wasn't I wasn't super nervous, but I was certainly anxious about you know this is the unknown. And I think at uni, there's a little bit of. Um, False bravado because you know the patient uh, the uni looks after you in that sense you know the uni insured me and all of a sudden I've paid to insure myself and uh, you know it's it's on me on me now um, and look she she was a, a, a sort of mid thoracic type issue um, quite a quite a standard thing that we see in private practice a lot generally a you know a little bit of sharp pain on movement and something along that so whether it was a facet or a, you know a costo-transverse sort of joint irritation um and you know she was quite a quite an energetic person and and really responded really well well to the treatment and um you know i i think from from that point i was i was really happy with how i treated her and and she she did have a reduction in her symptoms um pretty much immediately from the treatment uh but then you know a few other things sort of popped in and i was like okay well you know uh, i i need to see you again because you know i I assume that's what I have to do and so you know I tried to I booked her again in for later in the week and um she actually cancelled and that that was a bit of a bit of a kick in the guts to be honest I thought oh no and you know you automatically go to the negative I think that's you know something that you you find in in um in your immaturity in in your profession and uh, I thought oh no you know I've, I've stuffed this up or whatever it was and You know, so I I thought, well, no, I'll give her a call. And I did give her a call. And, you know, she said, no, no, I feel fantastic. I just didn't feel like I needed the appointment. But, you know, if I ever have any other issues, um, you know, I'll make sure I come and see you. And and realistically, I, I would have seen that lady, you know, a number of times over the years in the, in that practice there um, and you know I, I was really excited by it. you know obviously I did as I said uh, when I called initially there was no one booked in and I think I saw about three or four patients over that first day and yeah you know, I remember we had a bit of a celebratory dinner that night you know it was my first first day of work as a in private practice and um, you know I really think it's important to celebrate the wins and you know it was a, a win to actually finally finally after you know five years of university to get paid to do something and and you know um, I love that first day and, and you know I, I think we're incredibly lucky because I still still love what what we do, um, so Craig I, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, how this is going to work for for people. Um, what our what our aim is is to provide you provide you a new podcast weekly um, with, with, as I said, a, a range of special guests. Now, it's clinical education in one coffee and, and what we mean by that is, uh, you know, they're going to be a quick podcast, you know, general conversation based around the, the 25 minutes to, to half an hour um, in order to, to give, you, give you some quick, succinct uh, information that you, you can listen to on the train or in the car or on your commute into work. Um, and you know they'll be, they'll be clearly labeled about what the what the subject matter is is for that day um, and we're really we're really looking forward to, to giving you you that information
1: there. We're really keen for you to take or leave what you like out of the podcast too we don't we're not professing to have all of the answers and we're, we by no means do we think that there is one way to do things. Uh, we just, We've identified through our time, uh, with uh, with the graduate sort of uh, level of allied health that there are those gaps uh, and questions, and and if we can cover that, often you might take one thing away from each each podcast, and that might be a completely separate thing than somebody else. Uh, but if that's the case, then we've done our job. We don't. Uh, we're trying to keep it nice, short, and sync so that uh, it is. You know, you can you could listen to it on your on your commute into work one day a week, uh, and you can put into practice immediately, maybe some of the strategies that we're they're talking about, uh, and then from there um, we can um, you can develop your own per- personal private practice uh, more efficiently. Uh, and just trying to give you those um, that that step ladder forward, and um, yeah, to minimise the minimise the mistakes. I guess. And look,
0: we're we're big on questions, and you and you may be wondering, you know, well, how do I ask a question, and how do we, how do we get specific questions out, out to you? Um, so, I hope you got your pen ready. But we've uh, we've opened up a web, uh, a web address, an email address, I should say. Uh, it's ready, so P-R-A-C-R-E-A-D-Y at gmail.com. And feel free to shoot through those emails once again to pracready at gmail.com. Uh, just attention them to Matt or Craig, and we'll, uh, we'll endeavour to get to a few questions per podcast. Um, as I said, you'll get to know what we're, what's coming up uh, in the next podcast sort of the, the podcast before and uh, we are excited to announce that our, our first special guest uh, who it's a two-part podcast actually uh, is with uh, Bill Adamson who is the, the current head of Osteopathy Australia uh, and also, a, um, he works in private practice. He's an owner of a multidisciplinary practice as well. And he also, he also lectures students on communication at RMIT. And, and that's what the focus of the first uh, special guest podcast is about, um, on communication and some, some tools that you can use. Uh, from your first day in practice and you know I, I certainly learned a lot from from Bill and his perspective. he's certainly a well-read individual um, and very well considered and, and, and uh, very very well articulated and and I think you'll find that in find that incredibly interesting.
1: Yeah agree and uh, the just to summarize our, our main aims again is that we really want, uh, people to be independent we want people to be uh, autonomous clinicians um, we are not trying to create uh, mini models of anybody uh, we think that the the best Matt Cooper already exists the best Craig Taylor already exists and it's up to you to be the best of yourself and the best version of yourself uh, because if you're trying to emulate somebody else you're never going to be that person um, so don't try. Uh, we want to give you the the confidence and the um, the I guess the power empower you to to develop your own brand and be your own clinician uh, because that's how we think that you'll succeed in practice. So yeah,
0: best of luck moving into to private practice, and we we hope you enjoy what we have to offer here for you. Uh, once again, if you if you have any questions, remember that email address pracready one word at gmail.com pracready at gmail.com uh and yeah keep it keep an eye and an ear out for for our next podcast uh we look forward to giving it to you uh thank you for joining me today craig thank you very much matt and uh all the best moving into practice